Good morning, church. Anxiety is your adult children with a stage and a microphone. (laughs) Haley Thompson is walking this way, and I just want to apologize to you. Those of you who are here, you read the announcement sheet. You are the victims of false advertising this morning. Um, I asked Doyle and Brian months ago, and it begins. Um, I asked I asked Brian Doyle last fall if I could have a Sunday to first of all thank you as a church for all that you do to allow Karen and I to do all the things we do in the special need community, and uh, and of course they they said. Yes, and then knowing that we would be in the Sermon on the Mount series, I asked Brian, I said, so where will you be? And he said, blessed are the merciful. I said, great, that'll be no problem. And now it's a problem. Um, I thought I could weave that message into talking about our work in the special need community just seamlessly. Because our group on Wednesday night, if you've ever been there, you just know they personify mercy. And and I was talking to Kyle actually this week, and he said, you know, your group of people personifies the full circle of mercy. And that they give it and they receive it. And they do both. Very well. But as I was having that conversation with Kyle, he then added, he said, uh, half of this church doesn't know you. And I was like, hmm. He said, they, they know who you are, but they don't know you. They know your family, but they don't know them. They, they've heard of the Haley Project, but I'm not so sure they don't know that it's just a classroom down the hall. There And they have not much idea of all the other things that are happening. And then I leave his room and I walk into Doyle's room talking about this as we, we have to do because he's doing the music and all that stuff and piecing it together. And without ever knowing that I'd had that conversation with Kyle, Doyle says basically the same thing. Church doesn't know what you're doing. Maybe you should just tell them. And so this morning, I need your mercy for not talking about mercy. And I hope that you see it in this. Now, I want to introduce to you, because if you don't know Haley, here she is. I didn't do that. I know, but I'm still going to still get you for this. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, You met her brother, Justin, who you won't meet in this position is Karen, who will never come up here, and Haley's sister-in-law, Monica, who did not sign up for this. Well, she did. Um, But having Haley as your sister-in-law is unlike any other sister-in-law experience you will ever have. Um, And we are so thankful 
that Monica walks into that and does it with great grace. Um, Haley, I promised that I wouldn't ask you any questions. So I'm going to keep that promise. What you need to know about Haley is that she's 33 years old. She lives with us. She works at the Montessori School and Betty and Alvis and Nancy and Vicki and a number of you have been with her in that setting. She has worked at the Montessori School for 16 years. I thought uh, it was 15. Well, she did have to take a year off for <laughs> brain surgery, but we'll talk about that in a minute after you're gone. She's worked at the Turn Center for almost five years. Uh, she has been a part as a volunteer of our nursery for I don't know how long. And you just keep taking her and loving her. She's a part of the WT volleyball team. Anything you want to say about that? We won national champions. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this year... She started a podcast with her brother that some of y'all listen to and laugh about on a, on a regular basis. And uh, probably the greatest thing I can say about Haley is that she is kind to everyone. Except for her dad <laughs> and her brother and occasionally Kyle and Adrian make that list. Hmm. Now, don't you have some place to be? Yes. Okay. So it was several years ago, and Justin was doing the communion thoughts, much like he did this morning. And he, he called Haley, and he said, Hey, Haley, are you going to stay in the auditorium because I'm speaking this morning? And she says, No, Justin, I work in the nursery. He says, But Haley, you, you never listen to me talk. And she says, now, JT, don't get me wrong. I love Jesus, but those people need me back there. So what are you doing here? Those people need you there. Because you wanted me up here? Mm, there's that. Okay. Do you want to go now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So y'all thought these were my notes uh, for the lesson this morning. They're not. They're my resignation letter. Uh, if this does not go any better, then I'll just leave it here. Doyle can take care of it later. Um, that's the Haley most of you see and most of you know. Um, what you don't see sort of began for us when she was two years old. And at two, we started hearing these words. Intellectual disability, seizure disorder, scoliosis, kyphosis, rheumatoid arthritis, liver disease with tumors, Chiari malformation, syringomyelia, fibromyalgia, kidney disease, bladder disease, 
nine active doctors, 11 surgeries, seven brain surgeries, one VP shunt, one interstem, 40 plus MRIs, 25 plus CT scans, regularly scheduled blood draws, a two-month-long hospital stay, countless number of hours waiting for doctors. And she's 33. And uh, with all of that being said, I can tell you that God was not caught off guard on September the 13th, 1989. And he was not having a bad day. And because of that, I know that God has a big mission for her and a grand purpose to make a difference in the world. And if you watch Haley, you know that she gets up every day. And if most of us had any one of those things, we would whine and moan. She has all of those things. And she gets up every day and she goes about her mission with a smile on her face, hugging anyone who will take one. And if she knows you and she sees you from a distance, you know to brace yourself, right? Because what she calls a hug looks a little like a form tackle. She just doesn't take you to the ground most of the time. a friend of ours that wrote a book about her child who has special needs and one of the things she said in the book is that uh, we, I think we have it wrong what we have it, and how we have it wrong is this is that our kids with special needs are the missionaries and we're the mission field because they're the ones trying to get to our hearts Um, Haley is amazingly faithful to her mission without even really knowing what the word means. You know, I I don't really like what Paul has to say in Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 3, when he says, we can rejoice in our struggles. I I don't like that. Um, I don't want to rejoice in Haley's struggles. I'd like for him to go away. But Paul says, don't wish them away, rejoice in them. Why? 
because he continues. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Here's the best part. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. I want to tell you that if you've ever been down the hallway on Wednesday night, you know that our group on Wednesday night believes this. They don't talk too much about their struggle, but they can tell you all about their hope and they can tell you at the blink of an eye. And they live it out in incredible, incredible ways. Um, They just know how dearly God loves them. They just know. And it's so awesome to see how they live out that knowledge with just total confidence about the people they love and their journey in life. They just know that God loves them and that he has them. Uh, I, I need you to know that Karen and I never intended to be missionaries. In, in fact, I kind of had to bait and switch her to even get into ministry. When we were dating, she said there were two people she would never marry. She would never marry a preacher or a coach. And, and so I was, since I was studying for a finance degree, I figured I was in, right? Not long after, the university church calls and, and we get into youth ministry. And because Karen is a person of her word, she didn't back out and she stayed married. And um, I don't know how many times she's regretted it, but uh, she's still here and that's what matters. Um, I, I asked Craig to put this slide up. It's, and you, you probably can't. Well, you might be able to read it. The details of it are not important. What's important is for you to see the mess that is up there. And the reason it's important for you to see the mess is to be able to see that there is no way anyone could have planned this out. Right? There is no way. And one of the blessings of getting a little older is being able to do work like this and see just how incredibly God has been busy in our life. And and so I I want you to be able to see that, to just know. Brad and Karen Thompson didn't choose this. God wired it. And, And he wired it through believers like you and unbelievers around the country. And And he just keeps being faithful. I want to point out just a couple of things. First of all, probably there are are a few of you sitting here today who who are thinking that that God's not answering your prayer or that his prayer or that his answers to you have been no. And I want you to see. I want you to see God's yes. Even in the midst of no. 
If you've been here a while, you've probably heard me say that there's a reason that Haley's 33 and the Haley Project is only 23. One of those reasons is because Brad Thompson said no for over 10 years. Because that was not what I had in mind. It was not what I wanted to do. And yet, he was faithful and Karen was patient. And I want you to know if you feel like God's answer to you right now is no, that there have been so many no's on this journey. There have been more no's than yeses, but all of the no's were closing doors that shaped the path for God to put us where he wanted us. And in the timing that he wanted us there. I can, I can just tell you that God is no more caught off guard by where you are today than where Haley was 33 years ago. He sees you, he knows you, and he has a plan for you. Be faithful, be patient, and keep moving. The important thing that I want you to see this morning is the incredible positioning on this. It's called a metacog. You don't care, and, and I don't blame you. It's called a metacog, and the important part of it is where you as the Southwest Church are positioned in it. Because all of the circles except for God, Jesus, Brad, Karen, Justin, and Haley have occurred since the year 2000, and that's when you showed up in our life. There's one circle that I would add, and Karen and I were just talking about it this morning, and it's a crazy circle. You want to know how God orchestrates things. In 1970, I know, it really, 1970, for most of you, I need you to know it really happened, okay? It's a, it's a real year. 1970 was the year my dad went to work at Pantex Plant. And you want to ask, what does that matter? Well, 33 years later, Marvin Thompson had worked his way up the chain a little bit at Pantex Plant to where he was spending time with a congressman named Mac Thornberry who grew up in Clarendon, Texas, where I went to high school. And in 2003, my dad orchestrated a meeting between Karen and me and Mac that started all of this rolling. He introduced us to a person named Jennifer Chernock who said, Brad, you need to be on this committee. And it was a committee for the American Academy of Pediatrics and she connected us to two Amy's, Amy Brin and Amy Gibson. And, and both of those ladies said, hey, we want you to do some work for us. And that came full circle. In the process of doing work for Amy Brin and Amy Gibson, we got to meet a lady named Mary Klintzman. Mary Klintzman became 
the executive director of Johnny and Friends Texas and invited us to come to their special needs camp in the summer. And when we got to the special needs camp that summer, the hottest place in the world makes you want to come to Jesus. I'm just saying, okay? She introduced us to a lady named Megan Wall who asked us if we would be interested in doing a marriage retreat for her church in Frisco, the Stonebriar Church. And in 2023, 22 and 23, Karen and I now get to do four marriage weekends for the Johnny and Friends ministry. In 2004, the Haley Project Zacchaeus Place class started with five people. In 2005, you said yes to a children's ministry wing that ended up creating space that that you now know as the Haley Project class. For a class that regularly has 100 people and is the fire marshal here, has had up to 140 people in a room not built for 140 people. In 2009, you said yes to covering all the expenses for parents who have children with special needs to come on a marriage retreat with us. That yes is still happening today and is expanded to groups associated with this church supporting us and providing opportunities across the country and even in the world to the point that Karen and I have been blessed to do right at 150 events for couples whose divorce rate in our country is somewhere between 80 and 90%. 2019, you said yes to me going part-time. And just doing counseling for you to devote more time to the special need community. And you saying yes to that has led us to do work with the Child Neurology Foundation. And an ongoing and that that work in the Child Neurology Foundation has allowed us to serve uh, a few thousand families from all fifty states and about seventy three countries. You saying yes to that has allowed us to have an ongoing ministry with the Camina de Vida Church in Lima, Peru, where we have done marriage work and family work. And over the last year, we have filmed videos that they uh, dub in Spanish to teach their small groups uh, of families who have kids with special needs. And your, your yes is allowing us to begin a new partnership starting next month with a church in Curitiba, Brazil. What I want to tell you is, I don't know if any of this would be being done if you hadn't said yes 23 years ago without a clue what it would look like 
because we didn't have one either. And I think sometimes, you know, we, we struggle with things and we wrestle with things. And as a family, it's easy to get caught up in kind of the, the nitty-gritty stuff that families do. And it's easy to miss the good that you are doing. I just wanted you to hear that. Because Brad and Karen Thompson don't go anywhere. And we don't do anything without the blessing of our brothers and sisters of the Southwest Church of Christ. Okay. Got a video. It's about six minutes long, I think, that um, I want you to see to just give you a glimpse of, of what your support looks like and then we'll finish if i could get the elders and ministers and their wives to to move around if you were wondering who that was singing um that's the praise team before doyle gets a hold of it okay so um, I told julie that there would be some And before I go any further, I just want to pay tribute to Steve. We're, we're terrible record keepers, and, and we're not detail, or I'm not a detail person. But as best I can tell, in about 14 years, Steve taught our class at least 600 That's a big hole. You saw a couple of pictures of Ella and Weston and Winston. And that's them. Well, one was just them eating. But there were a few of them serving. And and they come regularly. Uh, Joe and Sarah and Justin and Monica bring them to our social nights. And they serve. And, and they look forward to coming and being with our guys. Um, they're creating a, a legacy of serving. Ella was about four years old. And um, Justin and Monica and the kids started several years ago on Wednesday night picking Haley up from work and taking her to eat, bringing her to church. And so it was a couple of years ago, and they're going through this routine, and Ella asks her dad, she says, Dad, why doesn't, a-, they call her H-E, why doesn't H-E drive? Justin and Monica had had this conversation before about, I wonder when our kids will start to figure out that there's something different about Haley. And here it was. Why doesn't H.E. drive? And Justin explains to her, you know, that she's a little different. And I don't know exactly all that she told, that he told Ella about Haley. But at the, in the end, Ella says, well, Dad, 
when I get my driver's license, I'll go get her. That'll undo you. And I'm so thankful. The cool thing about the Southwest Church is that there's probably 400 of you who would go get her. And not just her. but every member of our class. So Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, verse 8, he says, let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. I don't know if you know this, but churches can be pretty territorial. And and churches talk a lot about building the kingdom, but for a lot of churches the main purpose is to build its their kingdom. Little K kingdom. I am so proud to get to be a part of a group of believers that is about building the big K kingdom. And I get to see that every day because of what you allow us to do. Thank you. If you need prayers, that's what these guys and ladies are here for. We'd love to pray for you. If you're wondering about where you could be uh, with a group of people who will love you regardless, I'm telling you, this is it. This is it. And we'd love to have you join us. If you need anything, come while we stand and sing.